faces in that is recording. Yeah, oh no, yeah. Ugh. We, is this like the start? Oh, it can be, yeah. It will be. Depends if you like. Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> Depends how natural thing, we are. The thing I find with like starting it, I just love, no matter how it starts, I love to chuck it in there because it can be the best part. Because <laughs> you know, it's like so random. Very random. You never know what's going to You never know what's going to happen. Like before, I was just talking about suicide. Yeah. Yeah. And then I can just stop and just say, hello, this is Thought Anthology episode. Yay. This is episode 28 at the moment. Yeah, I know. It's very exciting. Today we have Brayden and Snortney. I, <laughs> I don't know what I should call you if, if I should just go with Court or Snort. It's both. I mean, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm fine with either. Yeah. Snorty was my old work nickname because mm-hmm. it rhymes with Courtney. Yeah. But it accidentally became a prophecy because now when I laugh, I snort. Yeah. Like, I've got to laugh pretty hard, but it's terrible. So now people are like, oh, you're called Snorty because you snort. I'm like, no, I snort because I was called Snorty. Snort. Yeah, it was a prophecy. It was a prophecy. <laughs> There's no reason for it. No. Just rhyme. It's because at the workplace they used to bully each other. We all bullied each other. Yeah. At, don't mention the workplace. <laughs> it's <Yeah>. still running. <laughs> Um, okay. but friendly, friendly, friendly loving, like, like how you do with your mates, like character yeah. building. Yeah, right, right, right. But I, I was snorts, yeah. or snortney, or snortles. Yeah, great. Yeah, snorlax, snort. I don't know. No, do Brayden, what no. did you? Did you get anything? Oh, B dog. No. Oh, B dog. That's yeah. really standard. Your name starts with M. Mm. Yeah, that's why you. I was thinking M dog. Uh, this is the show where regular people talk about regular topics, like, mm. is there good and evil, which is today's topic. Regular topic. Regular topic. I think regular. it's pretty regular. I don't know. No, I don't really have this conversation with many other people. No. I feel like these conversations are really absent in most day-to-day life. That's why this is important. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah? I, I love it. Yeah. Thought anthology. Anthology. Yeah. What does anthology mean? An anthology is a collective of stories. Collective stories. Yeah, well, it's probably a brief way of explaining it. And if you add the thought in front of it, like every thought is a story and it's a collection. So every podcast, I thought stories. Yeah, so every episode is a part of the <coughs> anthology, which is thought anthology. I think it's cool. Fantastic. I yeah. like it. Yeah. Yeah. I like it too. Like it took me a bit of a minute to think it up, but it would be a nice name for it. Yeah. Mm. And it's really cool. kind of unique. And I've got my mate Callan, who's in Melbourne at the moment, to do the artwork and stuff. Did he? I haven't seen that. He's a great yeah. artist. He's like, I want him to do more. I love yeah. it. I tell you what, I really, if I had the money, I wish I had an editor. Like, I'd like to pay an editor. Or oh, to edit the video? Every, I was going to say, I can edit a transcript yeah. very well, but yeah. not can't do video, video no. on that. I, could do, I can't do video. I could do maybe a little bit. <laughs> so like oh, confidence down. Yeah. Confidence. Oh, I, have, I have done it. So um, if yeah. I give you footage, you could like edit it for me. You know, if I pay you. I could, yeah. We could discuss this afterwards. I think that's what. Conversation later. Yeah, cause I, I think that's what's needed. Yeah, because like I've also got a sister channel, Body Anthology, which I'm slowly trying to grow, which is body all anthology. which is all about like, as you could guess, like physical movement and the body. Another podcast. It's not a podcast. It's more or less like a, it's a, a vlogging sort of channel. Yeah. Um, oh, cool. It's. I'm on there as well. Yeah. In the snow. I am Mount Hotham. I'm very like I'm cool. still working on. I'm working on my confidence in it, but I'm, I don't have the physical time to edit it this year with how busy my year is, but and I also would rather have a professional editor do it. Or so well, I don't know about professional. Oh, with somebody who's better than me, <laughs> um, which is, like, who has the time. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but yeah, because like I, this year I want to do more with it and grow up more because like I'd love to potentially expand into a realm of where like I can potentially monetize that area where I can just in the big dream would be to actually just like live my life through the things I enjoy outside of having to commit to work so much um, so that would be the ultimate goal because it would be great to be paid just to like travel and like go to random gyms and test the that dream the dream yeah That'd screw saving lives or like go paragliding or yeah. some shit I, I, don't <laughs> say, I don't say life I de-escalate life that's what I well, do well yeah from if you de-escalate <laughs> from death you've yeah. saved a life no I avoided ED ED is one day this podcast has saved lives yeah one day mm. one day well probably maybe not I don't know just maybe not it's a shit talking stream maybe not physical lives maybe souls yeah maybe souls good and evil mm. Mm. oh fuck so how should we start this um to reintroduce ourselves like like you, like they know Courtney so what you, they don't really know you. okay we'll go around the circle tell us about yourself <laughs> <laughs> alright my name is Brayden and I currently weed and pick zucchinis no that doesn't <laughs> weed 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 the ground not yeah. marijuana no weed <laughs> Weeds, weeds. Anyway, yeah. Um, oh, that's what I do at the moment. Formerly, I have been a church pastor and chaplain, mm. but currently, uh, looking for jobs. And yeah, I don't know. What else? What else do you want to know? Um, what is one interesting thing about this? <laughs> this is really like one <laughs> interesting. Yeah, thing. I was like, uh, did you grow up here? Like, yeah. give us oh, yeah. background. Oh, okay, I'm from Canberra. Oh, yes, wow. Where originally. Okay. Yeah, I haven't lived there for a long you? time, but Melbourne before that here. Yeah. And now I'm from... Oh, is this like a secret place? Do they not know where you live? Oh, it's fine. We, at the start, oh, we fine. tried to do that, but then we just kept slipping up. So. Okay, we all live in Gildura, <laughs> and here are our addresses. Yeah. I was about to say, like, they probably know where we are, but yeah. not where we are. Oh, <laughs> Maybe yeah. don't. No. <laughs> It'd be a bit hard to find us when we're in the middle of, like, OEMs. So. Our coordinates are... <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, what else? No, anything else you want to add? I don't know, yeah. Um, I like... I, I used to do a podcast. That's yeah. a fun fact. Are you going to try to bring that back? <clears throat> um, maybe. Maybe, we'll see. Yeah. It's been a few years. Mm. Um, I suppose... Yeah, I just, I, we can get into it if you want, but I feel like I set this like standard of myself and yeah. I couldn't live up to it and yeah. I didn't like, oh, yeah. I stopped. You went to I just high. avoided, I avoided it. Yeah. Because I couldn't reach my own stupid standards. No, but it started just fun. We should talk about that eventually. That'd be interesting to pick up on. Yeah. Not on this episode, but another one. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been listening to a lot about like, um, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh man, yeah, this is a future episode. Yeah, no, it already let's, locked in. Let's talk, let's talk about it. Done. Yeah, um, as you're saying, sorry? Oh, yeah, no, used to do the podcast and yeah. set that standard, couldn't reach it, mm-hmm. sort of thing. But at the start, it was just for fun. Yeah. So, if it can just be fun again, then yeah, why not? Yeah, yeah. it is. <coughs> what about you, my dude? Do you want to know anything about yourself or? Um, I mean, people might not have seen the other episode I was on. Probably not, no. Um, I'm Courtney. Zoologist. <laughs> I, um, I mean, I'm from Queensland originally, but we moved here when I was two, so I grew up here. My parents were pastors for... Oh, cool, uh, 
30 years. No, dad was Sorcellini and mum yeah. would be old and get it right. Yeah, so a lot of that in the family. I mean, my brother was a youth leader and then chaplain. My sister's been a youth pastor. Well, they've both been youth pastors. Um, and so that's... Yeah, I've sort of... I've been submerged in a lot of faith and spirituality mm. and um, church very early on mm. um, but I'm just very interested in theology and philosophy um, and yeah just always been a very curious person mm. um, currently I'm working at a bookstore because mm-hmm. um, I like to write and I like to have my books on those shelves mm. oh. um, are you a writer? yeah cool yeah, so I haven't finished my novel, but I finished a couple like kids' picture books. I'm thinking of sort of dabbling in like like primary or like high school fiction, sort of that age group. That's when I fell in love with reading. I think it'd be great to. I know I used to have such an imagination, you know. Yeah. And now it's like. It's time. Yeah. Gotta revive it. Okay. I think that's a fun fact. Is that a fun fact? Oh, that was yeah. very fun. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so, because today's topic is what is good and what a lot is wait, good is good and evil, um, we should probably start with the question: What is good? You wanna what do is good? Do you wanna do you wanna go first or? I can. Yeah. Um, do I try to define it in your own words? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I can do that. Um, how would I define what is good? Um, I think. What is good is like maybe it's a bit subjective sometimes, but I would describe mm. it as the ideal. Mm. And what the ideal looks like for different people could mean different things. Yeah. But you could say that living in the ideal way, whatever that looks like, mm. is living in a good way. That's how. That's how I like to describe it. So a subjective set of standards that will lead to an ideal. Yeah, well, this is where the conversation could yeah. be interesting. Yeah. Where is it subjective or objective and yeah. what aspects of it might be subjective or yeah. objective? Which is what I want to pick up afterwards with some of those questions that I have coming down as well. From yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think maybe defining them first and working from there would be a good point. Yeah. Do you guys think that would be right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you got, Courtney? Snorty? I think most, most like a huge, overwhelming percentage of people would say it's it's subjective, mm. and that good is I I choose for myself in my life what good is, and that then good is also um, a few things that we as a society can agree on. So let's you know we've got a couple objective laws. We won't murder, you know, we won't steal mm. although if you're desperate then people sort of you know it's like Except oh well, he had no choice yeah and even though we know you get punished for it it's still a law and we create a couple laws and they're the objective ones but everything else outside of that mm. is subjective yeah but i would argue that true uh, good is um objective and measurable okay because it is personified in jesus christ that would okay. be my opinion that's going to be a long conversation. Um, what is evil? 
this should be the next one. Or should I have to find good? Yeah, well, hey, oh. you weigh in. Okay, good. Uh, good, good. <laughs> good. What did you mean by that? Definition. Definition. It needs context. I think good needs context. Always. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I always have those the questions that come up. Like, good, good. I, I, I think as far as I can assume is that good is realistically only true in the context of perception. So, like, it depends upon. Um, your perceptions on things rather than anything else because outside of yourself objectively I don't think you can actually find good if you look outside of your own perceptions and and outside the context of yourself where it's good and where it's the opposite of good I don't know so that's why I interest. so yeah. you can only define what good is inside yourself is that sort of what in a saying? sense yeah in um, a context in, in some sort of form of context like that yeah I think I, I agree with that in a sense because I heard um, a quote which I really thought was mm. actually quite accurate. It said, you know, something is considered good if it fulfills its purpose. Yeah. So in every context, if there is sort of something that we um, were in a sense sort of made to do or it would be right that we did if there's... Yeah an expectation, yeah. it's good. So this microphone, if it doesn't get our audio mm. correctly, we'd say it's not a good microphone because it had a purpose, a job to do. Yeah. It's an evil microphone. Yeah. Well... But, but then if you believe that your life is purposeless, it doesn't really matter then. There's no good or evil in it. It's just fucked up. Well, I mean, good is also used often not as meaning opposite to evil. Yeah. So it's it's such a... It's a game of semantics. It's so yeah. overused. Mm. Sure is. Why you smile when I said that? He's like, good. <laughs> good is overused. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, you, you know, call that microphone a good microphone. Yeah. But yeah, it sounds ridiculous to call it an evil microphone. Yeah, that's yeah, that's the interest. That means it contains personality, maybe. I don't know what is evil. What yeah, is well, yeah. evil? Well, yeah. Well, evil is a much stronger word than good. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Oh, should we go great and evil? Or <laughs> What's that? Pure we and gra- evil? I don't know. Great, pure and evil. I've only yeah. said good and evil just because of like pure. Frederick yeah, Nietzsche. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. But oh, yeah. What is it? Yeah. Unpack that. What do you yeah. mean about Frederick Nietzsche? As in like Nietzsche. his book, Beyond Good and Evil. Oh. Yeah, that's a real... Have you read it? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. I haven't actually. How was it? I haven't. I can't remember it. Okay. I listened to it. It's ba- like I listened to the audiobook of it. It's essentially summarising... I don't think it actually talks about what is good and evil. Yeah. I think because it talks about the um, the removal of God and how in the 18th, the 19th century, or 18th, 19th, 19th century, how atheism was growing. A- uh, 19th, oh, it's, um, it was growing. Yeah. God is dead and you've killed him. Yeah. And mm. then, where, then where is the... That's where that comes from. Where's the... Where is good and evil once God is gone? Well, I think, yeah. I think, I might be wrong. This, is, this is will be an interesting conversation. Yeah. I'll have something for but, this later. But <laughs> yeah. I don't think... I could be totally wrong because I can't remember exactly no, what it's No, that sounds about. like a Nietzsche thing to um, say. But we'll talk about, we can talk about that topic afterwards if you like that. No, yeah, that's like the only part of Nietzsche I know. That yeah. whole story, the madman, where he's like, God is dead and you've killed him. Yeah. Yeah. But he's, and he's not saying that in a great way, are they? Saying no, like, yeah. People think that it's like... Nietzsche's saying, oh yes, God is dead. Yeah. That's not what it is. It's a great tragedy because... Yeah, because then there's no... Well, I don't know, my understanding of that is if God is dead, where does 
morality come from? Where did the standard of morality come from? Maybe yeah. we're jumping ahead a little bit here. Yeah. We'll talk oh, about jump that into it. Oh, you want to go straight into that? No, 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 no. Let's go with what is evil. Yeah, yeah what is evil? Um, yeah, like I said, much stronger word than evil. Mm. Um, but evil... When someone says they're evil or that's evil... Yeah. It's like a very... Oh, I don't know. Yeah. It's... It's hard because it's, it's like a very deep emotional thing to say like mm. I'd safely call Hitler evil right yeah but I- if you just go cold and, and logic logically mm. it, he, it, the things that he's done made him a terrible person but evil is more than that evil is like an emotional reaction that we seem to have as a collective mm. towards injustice towards terrible injustice like well, actually, yeah, pretty much every injustice. Mm. If someone pushes over a disabled person, like, that's an evil thing to do. Like, that's like something... Yeah. Mm. We, it, it, like, it, inside of us, we have this reaction. Yeah. Maybe, yeah, maybe it's tied to injustice. I maybe. think so. I don't know. And then, in, in, yeah. I mean, to play devil's advocate, if we society agree it's more important to think of the needs of the many than the needs of the few is Hitler evil then to to rid the world of what he abuses let's not say an evil but what about just a, a, a sociological issue you know you've got this people that have a huge diaspora and you've got everyone else forming nation states not wanting the Jews part of theirs and you know you've got the aftermath of aftermath of the war if he's arguing this is actually better for everyone how can you say there's because people are comfortable saying that's objectively evil because they don't like it now I'm not saying I agree with any of this I'm playing devil's advocate but is it objectively evil if he's looking out for the good of everybody (sighs) yeah no definitely not but but we have that Why? reaction. But yeah, 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 yeah. No, I understand what you're saying. Because the, you know, there's mass suffering, and that's where like perceptions brought in. Then. Mm. That's right. Yeah. But it seems to be a perception that we all have mm. as a collective. Yeah, it's like a collective mind sort of thing. Yeah. Or is it? Because like if, because. From the perspective of somebody like Hitler doing these actions, he probably can, uh, he probably could realise his actions were tough and rough, but he also, in his own mind, swore that there's something that's going to be not the ultimate good for his people. Yeah, I don't think he thought he was acting with evil yeah. intent. Yeah. 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 He saw himself as Germany's saviour. He's very deranged, then, if that's what he yeah. Surely he, you aware. No, all of Europe was so anti-Semitic before mm. he even gave a speech. Yeah. Does anybody really want to see themselves as an evil person? Well, no, I don't know, but maybe he didn't care. He just, maybe he got to a point where he's so like power hungry. Yeah. And then, like, I suppose you have the whole conversation, was, is Hitler an intrinsically evil person? Mm. 
I don't know, maybe this is going off topic a little bit. But like, was he like evil as a baby? You know mm. what I mean? Like, when people <laughs> oh, yeah. become evil, like I suppose yeah. people mm. become corrupted over time and turn into mm. some like this sort of beast. Yeah. Well, maybe similar to the conversation we had in the, um, the other day when we were talking about um, how that kind of conversation about Karl Marx as an example for communism and it not actually working out. Simone Bay. Yeah, Simone Bay, and talking about how you're trying to do a good but you haven't got the experience. Was that the example? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So there's this lady, um, Simone Bay, amazing philosopher, spelt mm. whale, W-E-I-L, if you uh, want to look her up. Yeah. But she had this thing where she was quite critical of um, like Karl Marx, not so much because of his ideas but because he was out of touch and not he didn't know what it was like to be a factory worker although he had all these sort of doctrines about the um the proletarian sort of thing yeah. but he wasn't a proletarian he's no. an academic mm. he didn't relate he didn't connect yeah yeah why mm. was that connected <laughs> oh because like you're saying like at what point did hitler become this perceived evil yeah like maybe hitler like he was like in in, like, he was in society and integrating with others and having this perception of like what needs to be done but as soon as he moved up the ranks mm. instead of removing himself more and more from others the perceived what is good good for the people becomes so deranged because he's so out of touch oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. so he thinks he's doing the right thing yeah same mm. like how Karl Marx thought he was doing the right thing but he was so out of touch from what reality is well that sounds like every communist leader I can think of Stalin Mao yeah mm. Mao is a great example of being out of touch because Mao like yeah. wanted the greater good for his people but yeah. like, since he like he was he didn't know Jack yeah. so, so separated from others yeah yeah well he he tried to implement farming policies knowing Jack about farming mm. he he believe this idea that if you plant your seeds really far down in the soil yeah. they'll have to really struggle to get to the surface yeah. and then uh, you know he sort of there's genetics tied into this which these two fields don't work at all in this sense but mm. he thought that that seed will be a very strong plant because it had to struggle and it will pass that on when that plant flowers and drops seeds they will be better seeds than the last seeds. He just seeds. had that opinion. Oh, uh, he he read. I forget the name. There was a um, a scientist that who was, theory. was you know had a sort of genetic theory, and it was mal applied to agriculture. Yeah. And Mao was like brilliant, implemented it in China, and yeah. started. Mm. Really? Oh yeah. He acts it like yeah, I say accidentally. That's my belief on it. It doesn't seem like he really knew how many people were dying because they had grain quotas. And there was so much pressure that people would misreport what they had because they knew if they said, I didn't actually, my community didn't make enough grain, their mm. hill would be on the chopping block. So they would lie. And so there's all these false figures going up to the top. Yeah. And so he's like, oh, look how much we're making. And it's not that much. And so people are dying at the bottom, but it's not being passed up because no one wants to be responsible. Mm. So he killed tens of thousands of people in China. Mm. I find mm. him interesting. So no problem saying that that is evil. Even though I can talk about, we can talk about mm. the, like it is subjectively like there's mm. my, there's something within me that just goes, yep, I'm happy to say evil. Yeah. Yeah. Like Maybe it's that someone had that much power. Yeah. No, but like when I think he, of those sort of he people, had good intentions. Or sorry. misuse that power. Yeah. 
whenever I hear people like that, I think of like misguided. Yeah. There's more than evil. Yeah, misguided is not strong enough yeah. to describe but, them. Because I, I don't think these people like. Good well, it depends on my definition of evil. Like, the, like these people aren't trying to be evil. Like, but, but what they've done is, is evil. Like, is a result of evil to others. But mm. like, for that for that individual mm. to themselves, and probably like you've had a conversation with them, they're probably mm. not inherently evil. Their actions end up being perceived. As yeah. Evil. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. I don't think that they are... I, I, my perspective is, I yeah. think people, all people, are basically good. Yeah. Like, on a surface level. Yeah. But I think people become corrupted. Yeah. And do corrupt things. And, like, uh, people people change and you can become this sort of, uh, like, mm. terrible person, like, deranged person. I think that happens. Yeah. Like, I, yeah, I, mm. yeah. I don't think people want to necessarily turn out or want to be evil. Yeah. But I think some people sort of like become evil, and they know that they're doing something that's wrong, mm. or they are being someone who is evil. I think people know that. Some people. But I don't think they're necessarily inherently bad. I always think that you can find a bit of good in everyone. I think that's what. What do you think is like the most common thing that sort of flips that switch from this surface level good to evil actions? Maybe not at the extremes mm. we've been talking about, but in a general sense, harmful in their circles or community. So like when someone makes a choice to do something that they know is harmful to others or just like when someone go, you're saying sort of people are generally good but then they can become evil or deranged yeah. what like what are some of the main causes do you think I don't know there's so many different causes but I don't know, an example I'm thinking of is like a kid who shoots up a school in like America it seems to happen a bit, right? Mm. Um, yeah. Like, I think they've like, oh, I don't know, there's, there's a whole sort of different things that have just made them angry and upset at the whole system and they don't see hope and do something horrific. Mm. See, I, I would say that you know, the, the things that happen to people that make them do things like that um, is usually done by other people. You know, when you talk about sort of general circumstantial things, you know, like dying in a horrific car crash or something, mm. it can usually be traced back to someone doing something wrong to cause that. And so, you know, the same like hurt people hurt people yeah like if it if it's sort of a, a chain of someone who's evil screws up someone else's life my mind keeps going back to the the joker film oh i was know. literally about to bring that up it's 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 such a good case study of it's a great example yeah but like the villain origin story yeah you know that sort of that villain origin story but you know in in my head if, if people are inherently good then how do so many 
become bad. They would have had to been wronged so much. And if there's that much evil in the world, how are people inherently good? Like, does that circle make sense? Yeah. Maybe like people inherently good at the beginning. Like when you're born, you like there's probably no aspect of you that is thinking good or evil. You're thinking yeah. Well, there is some, there is simple context about like people like where's the yeah. baby? What is good? Bad? Like fair to good? I'm alive today. Milk good, I'm alive today. Well, I think babies um, are inherently good. Because the, like, in the sense of like judgment, because like they haven't developed the... They, yeah, they can't choose. They're not developed choose, yet. Yeah. They're not developed. Yeah. Um, so inherently, if you're just on a, that sort of mm. base person, which is a baby, you're definitely just an inherently... Mm. Well, I guess you're inherently neutral. Well, yeah, let's say that. Yeah. But if, if in general the good outweighs the bad in mm. a human, yeah. and it just takes some serious bad to make us evil... Yeah. Wouldn't over time we be more good than evil rather than being more evil than good? Are we more evil than good? I think so. Do you reckon? Look at the world. I think we're more good. The than acts evil. of kindness are so largely motivated out of self-centeredness. Do you reckon? Yeah. You scroll all of any platform, any deed of good you mm. see is because someone is recording themselves yeah. giving a million dollars to a homeless person. Yeah. All of our acts of good, I would say like 90% are virtue signaling, self-righteousness. Yeah, so then what, why is that bad? Because it's done out of a sense of, hey, everyone, look at me and see me as this yeah. it's not actually yeah. I want the welfare of that person yeah. you might say why does intention matter because that pride is a sort of a, a puffed up sense yeah. of yourself I'm better than Matt mm. because look at me go give money to a homeless yeah. person yeah I'm, I've done it like I agree with you but yeah, like, yeah. Of, like, a I, I think the opposite I think there's yeah. more good in the world than evil yeah. and we tend to look at the extreme generally speaking like we're looking at the like narcissistic asshole on social media but like I think most people everyday people like people you meet in town or whatever mm. are like good people like they're one of the best I think um, people have selfish motivations a lot of the time but I don't necessarily think that's good because I think it's like co-beneficial mm. do you know what I mean like if I'm if we're like if me and a person are hanging out because mm. we're both lonely, in a sense we're both sort of using each other. Like mm. we're, it's like self, um, like selfish. It's sort of selfish. Yeah. But it's mutually beneficial. It's not yeah. like, it's not wrong to be selfish. Yeah. There's those layers there. There's good for you, then there's good for the group. Yeah. Or good for the yeah. partner. Mm. There's something I think um, religion has done in my life has just. Mm. Tried is taught me that selfishness is always bad. I don't think that's necessarily always the case. Because yeah. if you're so self-sacrificing, you're going to actually jeopardise yourself, so you can't give to others. Yeah. Yes, like that's right. And that's like the Dostoevsky book. Like if you become as close as you can to like Jesus Christ in like normal life, you're going to end up failing because you're sacrificing yourself so much that you're not going to be able to actually come to the point where you can help anyone anymore because mm. you've sacrificed everything about yourself. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's an accurate representation of his day-to-day -day life. Yeah. He frequently oh. withdrew from people to have alone time yeah. and downtime. But yeah, this is in this is um this is in the book though. Like Which book? Is this uh, the idiot. The idiot. Yeah. Um, I've heard Dostoevsky. Yeah. yeah. Some points to that. Yeah. So this guy was like, tr like he was in his perception, this character was trying to be as 
rules as he could. Mm. And that doesn't necessarily mean he had the right interpretation of whatever Jesus well, yeah, was. Yeah, it's just always this picture of a doormat that's yeah. gone. Yeah, but that's he was that, yeah. trying to be good as good as he can for others, but by doing so, mm. you're jeopardising yourself. Yeah. That makes you an idiot. Maybe religion has falsely equated selfishness with anything that considers yourself, because mm. yeah. it's, it's important to not be alone. The, mm. One of the first things God said about Adam was mm. it's not good for man to be alone he needs company mm, yeah. so if you're considering your needs I don't think that's selfish mm. but it's a very hard line to draw no it is selfish though uh, well <laughs> I need I need to I need to eat dinner I don't that's, that's pretty selfish we have, to, we have to define selfish it's pretty well, selfish yeah. Well, yeah at what point does yeah. it go from if healthy to selfish yeah if we're going down the religious path sort of. Yeah. The reason I see everyone as good is I think everyone is made in the image of God. And even if you don't believe in God, yeah. what that means is made in the image of perfection. Mm. The image of goodness. I think that's like an important way for us to see ourselves. I don't think it's good for us to see ourselves as dirty sinners or like I suppose what has annoyed me lately is some amazing grace that saved a wretch like me. I don't think it's good for us to view ourselves as wretches. I do think people have sinned, sin, I suppose, that we need to define what that is for people as well, but you could describe sin as like missing the mark or evil or whatever, like they're sort of different ways of understanding it, but I think that someone is made an image of God, good, and people become sort of corrupted. That's sort of the way I see the good and evil within. Like, I think that we are good, like, and obviously, like, what that means. We we don't really have a solid picture of what good is because, like, it's a bit subjective, but... um, yeah, I think we're basically good and people become corrupted and make decisions that aren't ideal and that hurt other people, sometimes deliberately. Mm. I would still argue back, how could a world full of people who are more good than evil corrupt people? Well, probably because it's all subjective. Yeah. As in, like, the, like... People who are inherently good mm. depends upon a default. Like, if I'm in a world of people who are inherently good, yeah, how like inherently good in the like depends. Was, are you saying in, are you saying inherently good to the perception of themselves or inherently good in the perception of it as a group? I'm say? saying in a way I think Brayden means it, which is deep down they want good, yeah, mm. and in general act this out, but now and then do maybe see yeah. But what what is I think it's complicated as well. Yeah. I think there's a mixture going on in everybody. Yeah. Like I see it in myself. I like generally speaking want to yeah. do the right thing, but sometimes I do things that hurt other people. Yeah. And I don't care. I just do it. Like that's that's the bad side of me. That's in yeah. a bit of yin and yang, I suppose. Yeah. But I think it's complex. But yeah. I think it's best for me to view myself as good yeah. with a layer of sin or evil or badness yeah. on top yeah. or fighting for control. Mm. Or, I don't know. Yeah. Or maybe because there's no universal good. 
As in? As in, like, um, to, like, I'm trying to find a conclusion to your question. Like, the reason, like, everyone is inherently good, but it's not, that depends upon which layer you're looking at. You're looking at from the individual standpoint. If so, their perception of what is good is going to be different to the one next to them. So every action they impose upon you that they perceive as good may be a negative to you. And so then it results in this whirlwind of chaos and corruption from another perception. So is it really good if the standard that they've decided hurts someone without them meaning From them, is probably. That, from yeah, them. But, but then, then you're so un- we would have to say most people aren't actually good, most people think they're good. No, but that's also come from the standpoint that there is a universal good. Yeah, that's what it, this is what you sort of hinted at at the start. Yeah. Well, it has but to come back to that. Yeah. Is there a universal good? Yeah, so like... Or is the universal good... So, or oh, this is where, yeah, now it's the semantic game. I don't know how to, I'm trying to figure out words now. Well, yeah, no, like, I think this is a good conversation to have. Yeah. Is or there is such a thing? Sorry, or is it evil? This is an evil conversation. Probably just some very deeply, real, like, no, religious you person, probably, is to some. Uh, maybe, maybe, yeah. Maybe well, we'll see. If, if we try to chuck it up and it gets put down for hate, hate speech, speech. Yeah. or if yeah. one of us storms then out. We'll know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think Well, that's the fun one we should talk about hate speeches, right, as well. Like, well oh who's defining goodness. hate? Uh, Someone I follow on YouTube was like, oh, yeah, one of my videos just got removed from YouTube for apparently being hateful. Yeah. And it was just a philosophical discussion like this. Yeah. So. Anyway, um, I reckon you like you said at the start, right? Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, yeah. but like morality has to come from ourselves, right? Yeah. Is that to some extent? Yeah. I think because mm. I, I don't live in I don't like I have no I can't prove or disprove God, so I don't lead off that assumption. But that what else? We can put God aside even for a moment. Yeah. But I think there must be something mm. bigger than myself to appeal to, mm. because. I'm flawed, yeah. and if I'm making the decisions, and who's to say that we will all agree on what is morality? You might think. No, we don't. <laughs> yeah, that, and that's right. You might think that what well, this this constitutes as hate speech, and I might not. And is that like I, I think there must be something that we appeal to. Mm. What that something is, we can have a conversation about. Mm. But I think there must be something. And like maybe that could be history, maybe like we could look in history yeah. or we could look at different perspectives. Maybe democracy is the way to figure out what is mm. moral, but I think there mm. must be some form of morality. Yeah. Well, without so the myself. morality, societies mm. don't tend towards democracy. So it's sort of a catch-22 in all mm. the societies that were founded upon... Um, you know, a religious basis of we're seeking something higher to create our constitution. Mm. Easily take Australia and the US. Mm. We've got democracy, voting, and yeah, it's not a perfect system and there's corruption and flaws, mm. but it's a much better system than other places where you've yep. got dictatorship because when there's nothing to... Um, when there's nothing higher than you, well, then... Someone has to. Well, they make get the to call. decide what what is moral. Like the Soviet Union, the party, they yeah. are the ones who decide mm. what is good and bad. Mm. And that's sort of my concern in a society that doesn't have God, like Nietzsche. Mm. Nietzsche. Nietzsche. However you want to pronounce it, we understand. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. A society without God, I feel like maybe 
the government steps in and fulfills that role of deciding what is good. Yeah. That's fair, yeah. Well, I mean, history tells us that. Well, I'll say what... This is one of the questions. Um, this good and evil only is only real in the context of society. Because they, like, the only, like, from those sorts of, that sort of information, we've removed God. And what is morally right and wrong is, wrong is then agreed upon by the group and then projected in society through, like, some sort of governmental system or something like that. That's sort of where we are. We're in a secular world right now. Mm. Like, as in, in public discussion, God yeah. is gone. It's mm. Islam God. Yeah. But so now. Mm. I feel like the way this is the way it sort of works in maybe Australia, America, Western democratic com- um, countries, mm. the masses decide what is right and wrong, mm. and that is good because you get a broad That's sort of democracy. Sort democracy, of. but it can become a witch hunt. Oh, good. It can, and I think that's happening. It yeah. is. I think that's also getting worse because of how connected we all are. Yeah. Because we've got all like millions, like we've got the internet, we're all connected now. Yeah. We've got millions of perspectives and millions of like... Millions of people to hate, millions of things. Yeah. Like that's why like things like hate speech come up. Because yeah. like to somebody from China, like because their language is quite direct, somebody in the West that is hateful mm. or like... And we have different cultural values. Yeah. So yeah, it's hateful to not... Yeah. Agree. And so... Like now, and that's probably why like it's getting more complicated now as well. It's because we've got all those people perceiving these things, and they all have their own societal, like mm. well, their all societal context of what is right and wrong being pushed because of somebody yeah. else's I mean, societal context of what is right and wrong. Before the internet, you only had these sorts of chats with people you knew. Yeah. Only ever. In an echo chamber. You know, yeah. yeah. Even going far back, the women would you know, be, be cooking or washing and, and talking and men would be working <laughs> or and, and talking or, you know, you'd be at the bar yeah. and you'd be... You never had these chats with strangers. Well, yeah. And we're doing that now. Yeah. And when you know someone, there's that empathy that's like the oil in the conversation. And that's great, I think. Well, yeah, because you can actually say... You can risk offending them knowing that a friend will assume the best of you and not storm out try and get you off of the platform mm. you know so Twitter is just a hellhole yeah that's and that's the other thing now as well I don't think it's technically a democracy that decides what is moral I think it's loud voices on Twitter like I think it's people who are popular and famous mm. and like who's to say they know in fact many of them are probably worse informed than us yeah, mm. people of influence. Yeah, influences. Mm. So, like, do you th- do they you influence th- morality? Do you think that's because I'm gonna go like from like some sort of like evolutionary standpoint? Let's say like we're at this point where we're in this small group of tribes, mm-hmm. whereas like most of the time it's dictated by who is the one providing the most of the strongest or the most imposing person will end up being the one dictating what happens. Unless you have a religion. Because yeah. then with a religion, and I think this is probably a healthy thing in those yeah. tribes, because then you can appeal to God. Yeah. Yeah. Which is really good, functionally. Yeah. yeah. 
but like I'm just saying for the for the example, mm. is that yeah, probably yeah, sorry. is that probably why the influences are, are more likely to dictate mm. opinion is because our evolution and like our processes are more likely to be drawn to somebody of authority to dictate what to think. Yeah. Yeah. I think we are. We well. I don't think people want to be drawn to them. I don't I think, think they do either people, necessarily. People have, like you said, with the stronger. Sorry to cut in. Yeah. Um, people yeah. have so much power that they are just able to. Mm. You know, how we're sort of comparing this cancel culture to the Salem witch trials. Yeah. It's, um, you know, it is a big witch hunt and whoever has the most sway can determine. And people might not. Yeah. I don't think people want to sway to them. Yeah. But I think we, we live in such a time of, you know, I call you an, an anything phobe and, mm. and you don't want to be labelled as that because that sounds like you're hateful. Mm. So all you have to do is name call and you can shut down an opponent. Yeah. And so it's more fear that makes people yeah. bend to that mm, yeah. rather than willing. But where does that where is that driven from? From not wanting to be ostracized. And where does that drive from as well? That, that community sense of that I'm part of the tribe. Yeah. yeah. You know, that that yeah. goes back to forever. Yeah. No one wants to be so ostracized. So you could then say that it's inherently like being inherently like these things have been ingrained into us to actually I think so. We'd be responsive and have an emotive response to because years ago our ancestors would have died starving or something like well, that. Well, yeah, we're, we're pack animals. We do, we do better with each other than on our yeah. own because we have different skill sets. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, to survive, you've got to be with people, but not just physically, yeah. emotionally, that yeah. sense of belonging that we all need. Mm. You know, it's been shown in so many recent studies that small children deprived of affection, simple physical touch, love, their their neurons aren't connecting at that early age. They are underweight, and it literally kills kills them mm. if there's too much emotional deprivation. Yeah, babies don't develop. Mm. Mm. So yeah. we, yeah. even as a grown person, to some extent, we need a sense of belonging. Mm. And so if someone is going to say, "Hey, you're a hateful person for this opinion," yeah. You don't want that if everyone in the community is scared of the person who said yeah. that and is going to say, Matt is hateful, we don't want him in. Yeah. That fear will make you go, oh, no, no, no. Yeah. Or I like, don't have a different opinion. Yeah, or like how powerful, like saying, somebody who's been accused of something like murder, sexual assault, or being a pedophile, and they never actually were. Yes, these days, yes, your reputation is... Is you're forever for the rest of your life. And it's scary because, mm. like... There's no question that it's just no. that is this person. He was once accused of, of sexual yeah. misconduct. Yeah, all it has to get is thrown out there and, yeah, and that's it. damage is already done. And there's no nuance, there's no nothing. Yeah. yeah. Well, because we're also not very forgiving as a society. Yeah. You said something once 10 years ago, you can lose your job for it. Yeah. There's yeah. no such thing of, oh, I've actually changed my mind or actually regret that. I've grown as a person. Mm. Again, there's no nuance. Do you reckon it's possible for a outside source of morality to truly exist? And if you didn't have God, would it be possible to truly exist? Would it be possible for us to exist without God? No, 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 sorry. Would it be possible for us to have a um, sense of morality without God? A, a bigger sense of morality? Like, as in like a 
a one universal truth. Yeah, one uh, objective. Nah, no, yeah. Well, objective morality. To Let's create say objective, objective morality, morality outside of And God. not a list of rules, but an objective sort of, mm. like maybe principle of love. Like values. try to have, mm. yeah, values. values. Values get hard when you put them into practice because you always get those tricky situations of, we agree that lying is bad, but yeah, yeah. we all know of situations where lying can yeah, save someone. Yeah, well, that's right. Lying. So they're sort of grey areas. Yeah. So I, I think they will have to exist. But do you reckon that, like, we can, we can, we can, like, pull out some universal values that we can apply to all of humanity that we all might inherently have, or that we can appeal to outside? But and there will always be problems in into in like actually implementing. implementing. That's the word I'm looking for. There will always be problems. Yeah. But can we have those values outside? I don't know. That's I have strong thoughts on it. What do you think, Matt? I'm just trying to think. I'm just trying to think of an example because, like, once you say like once you remove something like a god outside of outside of ourselves, like cause that's the last question. Because it's good, it's good and evil exists outside of ourselves. There you go. Brayden knew where you were going with it. Yeah, because that's what I, I did. I did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah. Yeah. Well, the, the, I think that's naturally where it goes. And trying to pick apart the layers as well. Mm. Um, well, you keep getting back to that. Yeah. So there's. Um. So if you remove God, is there an ultimate moral? I outside of ourselves. If like if there's nothing to perceive moral, then there is no moral. Like, because if the universe is just this blind existing object, then it has no moral concept, it's just acting. Well, yes, everything's instinctual and yeah. justified. Yeah, so, like, everything's just a, like, in that sort of sense, is just an action of, like, occurrences. It not, doesn't necessarily mean anything. The only point at which they mean something is once we start thinking about them and having some sort of emotive response towards them, and that only happens once those occurrences result in us. Um, so... Like, oh, fuck, hold on. Uh, now, and, and before, I was just trying to think about how morals can exist within that sort of, like, like framework. Because it does. It somehow exists. Morals, some, yeah, like, yeah. like, this discussion exists somehow because of that. Um, so, like, I think... Not necessarily. Well, like I said, then why are we having this conversation, then? Because our society and its principles, which allow what we're doing right now, was founded on a belief in a higher power. Or is, or Go is to a society where there yeah. it was founded not on a belief of higher power, and you don't have free speech. I, I, I disagree. I disagree. Name with that. a country. I'm not going to name a. I'm going to name going back to tribes. They would have free discussion between those individuals, and not have a god to believe in. Yeah, because they didn't have a society. We're talking about. That is society. a society, though. Wouldn't you say like a, a tribe? Well, people? what is a society? We're talking yeah. about what something. Society? society to me is not just a group of people. It's a group of people who operate within systems and structures. Yeah. They have to be implemented by something, yeah. government. Yeah. Every government that was not founded upon belief in yeah. a good high, higher power does yeah. not have free speech. I disagree. In England, you can go to jail for hate speech. Yeah, I disagree. That's true. Yeah, I disagree. Okay. <laughs> no, I, no, I agree. I agree with that. For like a law, but like I think there's, like I think that you could say there's some simple form, like, like those those are larger examples of what. I like to hope you're right, but it yeah. hasn't happened. Is my point. Yeah. And it's been many a year. I just think we need action. Oh, I'll tell you what, we'll do some research and the evidence to back up my their arguments, I think. Because I feel like there are, you could argue that those structures are actually a projection of what actually basic society, like basic tribal society was. 
as in like like they say like governance like mm-hmm. people have these particular skills and talents that resulted in like you know somebody who's a good hut builder somebody who's they were assigned those tasks and job delegated by somebody who was assigned a leader no back like if you're going back in time mm. you no matter what skills you had, you built your own hut and you farmed your own food. We should go live with the Hadza to prove this because I kind of disagree. Um, the Hadza, like the the African tribes, are like don't oh, have yeah. contact with them anyhow. They don't have someone whose occupation is the hut builder for everyone. Don't they, have, don't they have some sort of? I feel like most of these tribes have spirituality or something. They do. Oh, yeah. so most do, but it's not in the context of like a one true god. Monotheistic religion. Yeah, it's, it's not, still no. it's still a. Oh, a lot it's of still a um like plur- like polytheistic. polytheistic. Yeah, that's the word. Not, not all. Like there are some like the indigenous people have like the the great creator like the Aboriginal yeah. and stuff. But it doesn't yeah. have to be monotheistic to be something that you can reference yeah. to for a standard yeah. of good because. Yeah. In polytheistic religions, there is still that standard mm. of good. It's just that different gods enact different yeah. parts mm. of it. I was going to use the example of chimpanzees, but like I can't talk chimpanzee because they they could have a chimpanzee god. I don't know. Yeah, who knows? I don't know. Do you know what an in, a kind of good example for this is North Korea? Yeah. <laughs> have you heard of Yeonmi Park before? She's. Uh, oh, you're oh, the one that escaped. North Korea. Yeah, she escaped. Yeah. yeah, but she talks a bit about um, how when she lived there. Yeah. She didn't have these values. Yeah. She was sort of what was she was told by the leader yeah. was truth. Yeah. And so she came into the um she came into China initially but then yeah. America. Freak out, wouldn't yeah. And she didn't have some of those common human values that we all yeah. say we'd have. Yeah. Well that was She's because of God, that was because of the person imposing power. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So like Kim Jong Un becomes God. Yeah. Mm. So it's not necessarily. So you mean like a? It's not necessarily God. It's necess- somebody who is of influence. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that doesn't necessarily. Yeah. Mean so maybe. God. Yeah, like I'm kind of. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, but anyway, continue as you're saying. Sorry, I, I, I do see where you're coming from, though. No, I'm kind. I'm almost saying like I'm. I'm not really trying to say anything or make an argument. Yeah. I'm just saying this is an interesting example for this conversation because yeah. it. Like sometimes we think these common human values that we might have mm. may not be as common as we think. Yeah, I think a lot of them are. I I, I would have ag- agreed with you before I went and lived in Europe. Um, but it, it sounds terrible, like, a, like to say. But I, I sort of came back with a sense of, you know, I've seen more of the world and this sort of general standard. of common human decency is just different in every single culture. So it's not like people are good here and evil yeah, there. I agree with that. But I have this standard of, you know, it's actually decent to do these five general things, you know. Yeah. But you go there and maybe only three of them are. Maybe one. Depends where you are. And so it's it's so subjective to the point of I feel like there's very evil aspects of the culture. They come here and like, how could you as a society do this, behave like this. Mm. The culture factors mm. into it a lot as well. Mm. And what, to what offends you. How do you know you must be getting? Yeah, that's right. That might be super offensive in another culture. Yeah. Super offensive. Yeah, well... And others, if you have to leave some of the plate, because they're like... A bit when I was that's in, right. Yeah. When I was in Kenya, we visited um, a family uh, who, yeah, were were quite poor and 
um, you know, your, the culture there is very, very generous, especially when you have visitors. Mm. And so they, they gave us a chicken. Yeah. Now, a live chicken, keep in mind, in total they had less than 10 chickens, and I think maybe they had one cow. Essentially, what they gave us was nearly what? a year's wages. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> <you're> saying. <laughs> nearly a year's wages. And we yeah. were like, oh, we absolutely cannot accept this. Like, yeah. you cannot give us a whole chicken. That's that's like someone coming and you saying, I'm going to chop my house and I'll take off. You know, it's ridiculous. But we were told by um, our local guide that it would be very rude to refuse it. It would be saying to them, your gift isn't good enough. And we were like, no, what we're saying is it's too good. <laughs> yeah. But that would have been very evil to them. That would hurt yeah. them. Yeah. You know? Mm. But we were like, it, it, to me, it's evil to take that from you, and considering what I have and what you have. Yeah. I've oh, got a boy. fun thought experiment for it. Here, go for it. Is it the, the peep on the train track or...? No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm just saying. No, it's, uh, it's, train track. it's called... Euthyphro's Dilemma. Okay. I think I've heard it. It's, um, so Socrates. Yeah. Oh, okay. Sounds great. Um, well, Plato actually, and it's, he's talking about Socrates bec- and a conversation between Socrates and Euthyphro. Yeah. Um, anyway, he they have this conversation and um, Socrates asks, I've got to read it because <laughs> I've got to get it right. So you've got to listen closely. Is the good loved by the gods because it is good? Or is it good because it is loved by the gods? So is something good because it's loved by the gods? Mm. Or is it good and... Sorry, is, is, it, is something good... Oh, is someone good because they are loved by the gods? Or is someone loved by the gods? Something, something. Or something. like another example so, so for a religious context might be, is what God does always good because God does it? Or is something good because... And because it is good, God does it? Oh, yes, I've heard that I've heard that phrasing of it. Yeah, that's the like sort of religion yeah. context of it, but originally it was talking about the Greek gods. Yes. Yeah, so like... Is good some is good only good because it's done by a divine creator, or is good only good because it's deemed because somebody loves the action, or like the divine creator loves that action? Yeah, yeah. Well, like yeah. God does something because it is good. Yeah. Or the well, gods, God the gods love something, and therefore it's good. That's right. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Okay. Well, both could be true. Yeah, both could be not true too. Yeah, both could be not true as well. I yeah, I was about to say. I'm I mean, I don't know what it goes. It'd be different to everyone. Yeah. I I would say both. Something is good because God did it, and but that it, it's chicken egg. If God to me, if God is inherently good, he then wouldn't do something evil. Then he can't do something evil. So what he has done is good because it's come from a source of good, and we. So I would say it's both, but it depends on your perception of God and good. Mm. So in <laughs> theology and philosophy, the idea that God does something, and just because he does it, it's good. Yeah. That's like known as the divine command theory. Yeah, that God does something, and def- because He does it by definition, it's good. Yeah. So, 
God orders Israel to kill a whole tribe, yeah, that is good because God said it's because yeah. God said so. Yeah, and then is there a hole in that because we still have that concept of evil because then even what we deem as evil is good in the perception of God. Okay. Well, I mean, my brain's imploding. <laughs> it's a hectic. If God <laughs> cannot commit evil, then the the theory is still correct. Yeah. But if God is neutral and then He does something and we call it good because yeah. He did it, then our our perception of good is based off of this shadowy neutral figure who could be good yeah. or bad. So God, like God is just doing, and we define whether or not it's good or bad. Then it's there's yeah. a result of that. We it still comes back to. Who is this source who is doing? Yeah, so it's just... You've just said he does something. You haven't given me motivation. Maybe there's no motivation, just us makers. So, oh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, man. Oh, it's a, it's a tough one. <laughs> yeah. I love it, though. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Maybe, like, an example could be eternal hell. Like, yeah. God... Like, that's the argument that many people have made to me about eternal hell, that God is sovereign, and because he is good, inherently, he's able to burn someone for eternity because he's good, and I shouldn't question that. And what I'm trying to get at is, is there a, a greater sense of morality that you can appeal to, or... Is there a greater sense of morality that God has to work within? Either? So God works within a morality that is outside of Himself. Is that yeah? Well, I think I think the question's easier to stomach when you characterise hell differently. I don't think that that's a fair, in my inter- interpretation of hell in the Bible. I don't think that's a fair characterisation that that God burns people in hell you know you've got your there's different schools of thought on what exactly hell is whether if god is all good hell is simply the absence of god and so in the absence of goodness you have pure evil um but a lot of the verses sort of talking about this this burning this acid this sulfur that you do see in scripture um you know refers to this um sort of darkness or Sheol is one yeah, of the yeah, words. Yeah, Sheol is in Old Testament heaps. Yeah. The nothing um, place. Yeah. Whereas if, if you... Um, I've, I've also... And I haven't made up my mind on where I stand by this. Mm. But I know at least that if, if someone chooses to reject God and then is left to bear the weight of their sins... I mean, if you believe people are inherently good, then it seems very unfair. I don't believe people are inherently good. So then it is what we would deserve would be my, well, not just my argument. I think that that can be reasonably found in the Bible. Um, but yeah, I think it's a mischaracterization of hell, which, which makes it sound very unfair, as though he's yeah. there with a hot prod like, ha ha, look what you did rather than the one's knowing result of, of one's choices. And I think that uh, the burning, it's, 
again, there's a lot of argument that it's it's metaphorical or, I mean, we don't have physical bodies, so how can we actually be burning? Yeah, how can you experience pain and yeah, okay. I suppose, yeah, what I'm sort of getting at is, <coughs> well, you've got stories in the Bible like when Jacob wrestles with God, God, like Abraham and God having a conversation about who he could save. It's almost as though God wants us to push back and have have a dialogue, have a like, um, yeah, push back a bit, I suppose. Yeah. So does God always make the most moral good decision? I suppose he's God, so he, he does. But is it because of his, he is inherently moral or is it because of something outside of himself? And I tend to think there is something else. Like, And whether God created that or not, I don't know. But I do think there is like a set of like untouched sort of principles. I wouldn't say laws because I feel like in the Bible we have laws and then Jesus sort of points to the principles of the law. It's not a list of do's and don'ts. But I do think that there is something, some sort of greater principles and that we sort of do have. And look, you could, we could make arguments like I just did before, but like Yonmi Park couldn't have that, didn't, might not have had those same sort of values. But I think collectively, together, I think there is something that we can point to and we can say what is good and what is wrong. And it's hard because it's very often grey and I, I think it's often subjective, On, but, but I do think there is something. I do think there's something. I think there has to be, otherwise we're stuffed. If there's nothing else for us to appeal to, then we just will do what we want. Well, don't we can't already do what we want? To an extent. Just yeah, like but I don't... We're confined by like our own like mortality mm. and like those limitations. And stuff like that. So you're not talking about like in a hedonistic sense. You're like talking more about like day to day life. Day to day life. Day to day life. Yeah. yeah. Well, we do what we want in the in the confined rules of our existence. Like, like, what, like, what like I can't I can't just <laughs> jump on a plane and go fly to Tokyo. I don't have the resources for that. I don't have the finances for that. But you what could? You could rob a bank. I could rob a bank, yes, exactly. You could sell enough you could things ask me here somebody. to get a yeah. flight to Tokyo. Yeah. You absolutely could. I could do that. You could sell these couches, this TV, your laptop. Yeah, that's it's true. It's possible. But then, like, why would I do... Like, then that's I'm just saying you could. I could, but why should I then now? Like, if I get rid of everything, what does it leave me with next, my next day of day? Well, I guess you never gave me the motivation of going to Tokyo. You just said you couldn't, so I was like, I think could. you could. Well, if you want to use that example, yes. Depends why you're going. Yeah, it depends why. So it's very nuanced. It's very fucked. It's freaking fuffling. Let's get really. I don't know. Hold on. Let me just try and think more. Mm. Yeah, we kind of do what we want, confined within the rules of our environment. Then, because that example still follows that logic. Then, because I could still do. I could still then go to Tokyo. Yeah, you could do what you want. But let's say, I, let's like I was trying to give an example, like extreme example. Right. Like I can't just all of a sudden. You could run for prime minister. Let's go but with that. What if I could run for prime minister? It doesn't mean I'd be successful. 
I don't know if you could even run. I think there are some. Yeah, I don't like. I think sometimes we do something that we don't want to do. Yeah. Because it's the right thing to do. Yeah. Well, and when like I don't know, someone's on the side of the road, really struggling with their car or whatever. Yeah. You, like, you could drive past, but something inside might say, "Oh, I should have yeah. stopped." Or maybe you do stop, not because you wanted to, but because you sort of yeah. did. Yeah. And I suppose if you did, then you yeah. kind of did want to. <laughs> actually, yeah, I was just thinking about that. I'm actually probably I'm actually wrong in some sense as well, because like, there are some things that I want to do, but I won't do. That's right. Yeah. But like those things that are stopping me are mainly because of the social conditioning I have. Like I'm not going to go and punch somebody in the face because there's consequences. Mm. It's got to be more than that, though. Do you reckon? I don't know. Well, I then, think then, because then you'd have to say what's driving that, that factor. Mm. I think there's a bit of both. Yeah. You know that that would mean succumbing to maybe an evil instinct. Yeah, but then but like you also don't want to face the consequences. But that depends upon like, like, like the the standpoint I usually come from with these sort of things is that I remove everything, take away everything, and then start from the start from there. So there's no God, there's no nothing. Like, and then you follow the steps backwards, because then, like, what's driving good and evil doesn't exist yet. We're not there yet. So, like, I'm doing this action. I feel bad. Why do I feel bad? It could be this, and what drives those actions? It could be this, and then that drives the the conclusion. But what if, like, we go so far so far back? There's no conclusion. Yeah, but like, is there more than empirical evidence? Is there? There probably is, and that's what I'm saying. Like, but yeah, and, and when you you just said that, I yeah. just don't know. Yeah. What if there is something else yeah. that we just don't know about? Well, how can we ever know that outside? Well, yeah, I'm not saying we can. I'm not <laughs> making that claim. Imagine yeah. if this ended I don't, I just, in I just aliens. think that there is. Yeah. And look, I, I'm fully aware that that's a statement of faith. Yeah. Like that I can't 100% prove it, but my yeah. lived experience tends to tell, t- tends to say to me yeah. that there is something. Yeah. But I could be wrong. Yeah. And I'm very aware of that. Yeah. And I'm open to being wrong even. But yeah. I'm like, I don't think it's bad to live your life with those sort of... Oh, definitely not, no. Yeah. Because yeah, that brings a lot of purpose to people. This can be good for people. I think the fact that we seek purpose testifies yeah. to something greater. If if there was only what is physical on this earth, we, we wouldn't be such philosophical beings. It just wouldn't... It wouldn't come about. I, mean, no. I think we've had this but chat before. Well, if like, but that's if the we've just evolved. Then this this need for purpose is ridiculous. Where did it come from? Oh, yeah, that's that's where the question comes because it's quite ridiculous that you like as far as. And I need some big purpose. I need to feel loved and belonging. No, I need to survive. That's what the instinct that's been built in yeah. me since day one. I yeah. shouldn't have any of the other stuff if there's no. Um, got out there saying, oh, I created you for a purpose. I think I, I, I agree but disagree because that's like, if you do come from like the standpoint of everything's empirical, then you ask those questions because you can't have, you can't ask questions about the empirical world without asking things that may or may not exist. Because like, mm. you have to have those questions in order to derive some sort of truth. Because mm. like, to find out whether or not that I can't think of it. I can't really think straight now. I do apologise. Um, that it's okay. <laughs> that table is made of wood and it would burn. And the only way for me to find out it's going to burn is to burn it. Not ask that question. It's like, oh, if I see, if I know something prior, like water freezes. What about if I try to freeze another liquid? 
Will that freeze? I don't know. I have to ask. And then it comes to the stuff like, like what? The more questions you ask about your experiences, how far does that go? Mm. Well, these these uh, are all. It, sorry. Oh, I was just going to say that goes back to you can't be sure of anything because you're always going to have your senses. Yeah, and that's that. you have to believe that you, if you freeze juice, for example, yeah, you have to believe that what you see with your eyes and touch with your hands yeah. and smell is accurate. Yeah, I love where this is going. And, and, then, <laughs> and then, and then, with that, you prove empirically that those senses are wrong. That they can, that they can be wrong, because like most of your perceptions are like pulling out the plug. Yeah, that's I I think this. You can't know anything. Yeah, well, which is like the result of like every philosophical conversation is that like you ultimately you don't know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love it. We're all yeah. nihilists. <laughs> yeah. well, I don't think it has to end in nihilism. I think it is going there. Yeah, it doesn't have to be. Like you can find per- like that's where the Nietzsche well, question comes from. Well, the good and evil question. Nihilism would be a logical end to this discussion because it's an unpleasant way to go where you're cutting it short, but it. If what we're saying were to be true, mm. logically it would have to lead to nihilism. But that's why. Not fun. Does it have I, to? It I, could it end. To, it, it can end in faith. I think. Mm. It could, in what? It, but it can. What I'm saying. What I'm saying is mm. that I think this is what I tend to think. I think everyone has faith on some level, and some oh, of that faith absolutely. is well founded. Some mm. of it's not well founded, but it needs to be well founded. Mm. I, I, I think. agree. But but. But, like, I think everyone has faith on some level, even if it's just that what we see here and touch is yeah, accurate. Yeah. So I don't think it ends in, like, oh, fuck, I don't know what's going on. Like, I don't know anything. Mm. I think you, it goes there. It goes to um, complete agnosticism, basically. Mm. But it has to come out somewhere. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's Does like it? a... Well, no, it doesn't. But mm. I think... It can. It must, mm. for me. Okay. Because it's not a good place to be. I that, that, well, that was exactly my point. It's, it's illogical to not go there, but it's such an unpleasant place to be that we have to go towards hope. Yeah. I think I we agree. I yeah. agree with that. Uh, like, you're right, it actually is a logical place, but it's not, it's not necessarily the peak. No. It's not necessarily the end point. We don't arrive there and go, ah. Yeah, <laughs> we go, this, this is, makes me uneasy, and so we veer towards hope because of that survival instinct. Yeah, yeah. You know, but nihilism it's not, kills you, essentially. It's not about burying your head in the sand, either. Like, I think it's... I think the following logical steps doesn't even reach nihilism. How so? Because, like, if you're following logic and you're coming to, like, that point there, then the logic is... Like there's options there. What are the options? So like, because that's what yeah, that's, that's what, what I'm trying to sort of yeah. Because that's what an agnostic is. An agnostic is a person. There is the potential for there to be a god. I just there's not enough evidence to make me go this way. Mm-hmm. But there's also evidence to suggest there may not be a god at all, and that like there's not enough evidence to suggest me to go this way. So the logic is the logic is like follows both ways, but they're inconclusive because you can't follow through with them both because they they're both potentials. Well, there's a discrepancy between the two phrases. You've said we can't know anything and you're saying we can't be sure of everything and they're not actually exactly the same. That equals nihilism if we cannot know anything. Yeah. But if we can't be sure of can't something... We can't be certain of anything. We can't be certain. No. Okay. Yeah. I meant it in that way. Yeah. Okay. I meant it in this use of words. But... Um, semantics. 
Well, yeah, I suppose, yeah, the question for me then would be with, if you have faith, mm. does that mean you know? I mean, to you it does. Subjectively, your life is played out as a knowing. If you know something, can something, can you subjectively know something? Because, yeah, I, I don't know, the way I was using the word is you can't know for certain. But I do value, um, I really do value faith and practising your knowing, I suppose. That, like, mm. faith is like, the way I sort of describe faith is that like a verb, like living your life as though something is true, which I think effectively everyone sort of has to do. Mm, like, because it's trust. Yeah, like it, I, I think if you go down the fully logical route of questioning everything, like you said, there's sort of choices. Yeah. And I think you must make choices, mm. and maybe not on the big questions about God, yeah. but on the day-to-day things do you eat breakfast like yeah do I eat breakfast yeah well I don't know what if I if I don't maybe there's benefits not to maybe I do intermittent fa- like you could yeah. just <laughs> have that whole conversation yeah getting in your car who's to say the wheels don't fall off yeah like evidence is pretty strong that they won't because yeah. they haven't before yeah but the truth is you don't know yeah who's to say the law of gravity continues as it has mm. for as long as we know like, why does it, if the world is like chaos and unknown, why do we not just start floating? <laughs> there has to be. <laughs> Sorry. I see, I see. I just didn't expect where it was going. Why don't we just, I thought, what did, uh, it would be a funny edit if it sort of, before it blacked out, we all just hop <laughs> around. And then That's yeah. where your evidence goes. I don't think I've got that word. Yeah. Actually, it's just. Just float up. No, my sense. point sort of is that everyone must make choices. And that's not bad. You just got to do your best. Take in the information that you have and try your best to make the best possible choices. I wouldn't what, say what, what, what is the best choice? Oh, well, far yeah. out. <laughs> back, back to the start. <laughs> 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 Us, we got somewhere. Wait, no. No, we <laughs> didn't. Know, yeah. What's it for you? The best choice for me or the best choice for you? Just, yeah. just, just my just choice. Like, I don't know. Like, when I, when I said Hitler was evil before, yeah. that was a choice for me to say yeah. that. Yeah. And that's a choice I'm happy with. Yeah. And look, I could say that I'm wrong, but... I don't care. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Like um, I'll, I'll like there are other things that I can question. It probably matters to the Jews. Mm. <laughs> what? It matters that I do call them. No, no. I said it probably matters to the Jews. You <laughs> just you were like it doesn't matter, and I was like some people would well, say. They're all dead by now. But they're your stance like, on, no, on no, Hitler no, matters. No, no. It certainly does. I'm just being I think it really does matter. My stance on that. I. Oh, okay. Do. You just said the opposite. But I think you said I wasn't. I wasn't meaning that. I wasn't. I was meaning for day to day life. I don't know what I. I don't know why I said that. I don't know what what I said. No, I. I think that we all have choices, like, and they matter. They certainly do matter because they have real life consequences. Or was every choice we've ever made pre-planned, and we're just following the program, thinking it's our own will? Just NPCs in the matrix. Right. This this whole podcast was planned. No, I don't think that. It's not even in the Matrix. There's this school of thought within um, Christianity. Mm-hmm. This sort of 
um, predestined. You know what is a good movie? Predestination. Do you know with that with that sort of thinking, like when you're talking about that neurologist, like if you think you're bad at math, you'll be bad at math. Oh, um, well, self-fulfilling yep. prophecy. Snortles. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's oh. Ever made me laugh hard enough to snort, but it didn't happen. That's mm. witnessed it. Oh god, now that's a fun topic. <laughs> What's that? Predestination. Yeah, maybe we'll just blobs. Let's not. Let's not. No, another episode. <laughs> yeah. Or just blobs of potential. Um, and we just drive. Free us. will. Yeah. Or no, no, no. That's no, a fun no. one too. That's a real fun no, one. I've um, got no time for it. <laughs> no, I do, but not right now. <laughs> but ulti- ultimately, all these questions don't matter because we're still going to wake up tomorrow and go to work. <laughs> Because <laughs> we're still going to do the same things that drive ourselves to be alive. You can ask these questions all day. You're still going to eat something tomorrow, drink something tomorrow. But will I go to work? But will you go to work? That's up, well, that's up to this you. This could really. be the start of my villain yeah. story. But um, unless you're suicidal and decide to kill yourself tonight, you're going to be doing something that's going to be some sort of decision you've made. I hope not. If anyone out there is thinking of that. Oh, don't, do not commit suicide. I'm just saying in the we extreme. Yeah. Call Lifeline. Lifeline, yeah. One three, one three something. Yeah. We've got the two first two numbers for you. We'll yeah. edit it in. Yeah. So it'll appear right now. So it's been an hour and twenty-one minutes. Do you think that's longer? Yeah, that's great. Right. So like from the result, and it just good bits in. It'll yeah. just keep running, talking. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, brain and talking. Yeah. <laughs> so we've come to a perfect resolution. That is. Not and we all. <laughs> it's complicated. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think it ends in goodness. Yeah. I think it like the whole conversation like mm, no. it, it can like these sort of conversations where you like oh I don't know about this I don't know about this. like yeah that's healthy and good a lot of people get frustrated with these sort of conversations but I think mm. they're like so good yeah they're very um, helpful and and you might not come to any sort of result yeah and that's okay but you yeah. can make choices oh yes exactly we should I got we got to, uh, we tell what we should do a book review. We should read the book of Sisyphus and come back and have a chat about that. Book of Syphilis. Book, book of Syphilis, yeah. yeah. Huh? Syphilis or Sisyphus? Sisyphus. Are you talking about Sorry, the book of Syphilis? I was joking. Second, I was joking. Yeah. No, that's the second time so, you literally said Syphilis. Syphilis yeah, killed off the Americans. They actually killed off the Europeans because I think Columbus had sex with some Native Americans and got syphilis. Actual syphilis. Yeah, legit syphilis. But anyway. Did Sisyphus die of syphilis? No, he died of. Well, he was no, no. He's condemned to live forever. Oh, that's but oh yeah, 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 yeah. But his punishment is to push up the boulder. He'll be killed and come back down again and push back up again. Eternity pushing the boulder up the hill. Yeah. Sounds like Groundhog Day. It's an, guy. It's an analogy of life where we just put all this effort into creating something for it to ultimately fall down when we well, die. Well, speaking of book reviews, then we should read Ecclesiastes because oh, I love Ecclesiastes. It sounds like Sisyphus ripped off Ecclesiastes. Well, maybe even Sisyphus, if you're not a Christian, Christian, if you wait, don't believe in God at all, Ecclesiastes is still. When did Ecclesiastes like? It's an Old Testament book that's very much like. You know, because you've got all that wisdom literature yeah. in the Bible that's like, yeah. do good, there's purpose to everything, yeah. be a good Christian. And then you get this one book, Ecclesiastes, yeah. that's like, we're all going to bloody die. It's yeah. a great book in the Bible. Like, there's a whole chunk yeah. of it that goes, life that, is meaningless. Yeah. That's probably <laughs> meaningless. Like, that's probably meaningless. Everything is Because that's like a, like a lot of like things in the Bible that derive from like old stories, like Noah's mm. Ark is probably derived from the Babylonians and stuff like that. Mm. Noah's Ark precedes the Babylonians. Does it precede? The Babylonian Empire. Does it? I don't know. I just hear these things. But I reckon the book is... There's similar myths in different cultures. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. I don't even want to get into this argument. I need to get my numbers right. 
Yeah, there'd be another podcast. There'd be another podcast. She's a history There's buff. always another history buff. Well, that we could have some conversation. Yeah. We could have we could have a whole biblical biblical studies. Yeah, you guys, that'd be fun. That I, I don't the crap I, out of you, mate. I don't know anything. I know a few things, but I don't know as much as like you guys would, because like that's not something. Because that's yeah. a whole other discussion. Like I'll, mm. I'll, I will never believe in any text that I read. Oh no, that's yeah. I I love these conversations, and I never want to have these conversations with the need to try to convert anybody yeah. or anything like. Like I just like. Yeah. I I think I genuinely believe the Bible has something for everybody. Yeah. Like Maybe not everybody, but I think there's. It's an important, very important book. Yeah, for all of us. But it doesn't have something for everybody. It doesn't. Well, I'm just saying. You said it has something for everybody, not everybody. But it's important for all of us. Uh, which one do you mean? Sorry. Oh, I reckon there is something for everybody. Okay. Like, like that. No exception to that rule. Maybe there is an exception to that rule. I don't know. I wasn't. I wasn't super precise with that statement. No, no. That's why I'm clarifying. Maybe we should leave the episode here and pick up on this conversation once we've ended it. This has been Thought Anthology episode 28. Good and evil. Result complicated. <laughs> <laughs>